welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers. How's your day? (laughs) The people that I'm talking to, it's a mix. It's a toss. We've got plenty of people that have closed or detailers that work for companies that have been laid off. Or there's detailers that are still kicking ass, right? If you look around, there's some that are hurting, some that are questioning, and some that are still going. So, you know, where you're at, I'm not sure. Uh, but I wanted to address the ones that are really questioning. I find myself making a lot of questions also. And as I lay down in bed or as I sit eating cereal or, you know, those times where everything kind of fades away for a little bit and you're just looking at yourself. And you go, huh, fuck, that happened fast. Have I prepared? No. I mean, there was no way of preparing for something that has never been seen before. You know? So, no, there's nothing that I could have done to prepare for this. Okay. Well, what have I been doing? I've been building, right? Over the past years as a company, that's what we've been doing. We've been building. We've been growing. We've been trying all kinds of different things because that's just that's just who I am. That's... That's how I've figured out to survive. See, now you can kind of, for those of you that are in a struggle or in a bad spot, okay, I can relate to you. I empathize with you. I'm similarly in the same boat. I've just now been able to to do this before And so I have a little bit, just tiny, right? Tiny bit of a window. My world hasn't crashed yet. I still have an opportunity. But there's times that my world has crashed. And I've been, I've been very open in a sense on some aspects of my life when I've talked here on the podcast. In 2010, I was working at a car wash to run as the GM of operations to build it into a chain of washes. Now, I'd given my life to this place. At one time, I was working seven days a week for this company. But part of me didn't feel right and I kept looking for different ways, right? It's just the way, like, it's just the way my mind works. So 2009, I'd started, you know, I'm a year and a half into the GM and 
we're not building other washes. The economy's in a downward spiral. The ownership group of of the company, most of their, you know, and there was a couple different people, but mo most of all their money was tied up into real estate, whether it was owning or building. Well, just the same way that, I mean, not just the same way, but in a similar way where we have said, you never know what something, fucking A, I wish we could go find that goddamn recording. There was a moment in an episode where I said, you have no way of knowing if something on the other side of the world could affect you as a detailer. So 2009, I'm sitting with seeing how this guy's business is collapsing. I've devoted myself to the growth of it. And I have a wife and two kids, one of which is just being born, right, is about a year, maybe, I don't even think a year old. And his business had collapsed so bad that he walked in one day and said, man, this isn't working. Now, I had already started auto spa at the mall. While working, I didn't rely on one avenue, right? I was doing my job, and I was doing my job very well. And I couldn't rest at clocking in at 9 and clocking out at whatever, right? Clocking in at 7, clocking out at 6, clocking in at 10. You know, you could list whatever, right? I wasn't satisfied on just doing that. And so I began to figure out some different ways or some different things that, well, hey, maybe I could do this. And okay, if I'm doing this, how do I do this on the side in a sense? So some of you that are listening understand that. You have a main business, I'm sorry, a main form of income. And then you had or have a detailing business that's on the side. Now, some of you have grown that. For instance, Mark from Firehouse has grown his side business to, or side gig, side hustle into a full run business that means also then a fireman, right? It's, a, it's almost a little different. But so 2009, I started this thing called Auto Spa at the Mall. The concept was to take Green Clean, our waterless car wash, into clean cars at the mall and run a valet service at the same time. So I put that whole company together. We were open for business, paid everything, all the insurance, all the workman's comp. We paid and got employees going, team members, whatever. And within four months, here's what happened. Relieved of my job, tried to figure out what to do next. Okay, I have this business that's already open. Let me go run it. Well, it was just after Christmas time when I got released, so it was first of the year. 
Nobody goes to the mall the first of the year. We had zero income. We had everything we could, right? We were hustling this, doing that. So then we went out and found some ways to clean cars from around there. And we did this. And we were starting to see if we could get something to go. And then it just, I had to say, okay, I got to close this business. It was costing us so much more to stay operational than it was to to try and pull that out. It was done. So this dream that I had had to run Auto Spa at the mall, and we had already had a second location uh, in Oklahoma City as well as Tulsa. I had to make that gut-wrenching call with a wife, two extremely small children, and zero income. Many of you will find yourself in that situation, in a similar situation. Now, I had over $20,000, most likely pushing numbers of close to $30,000 in debt. Um, I had products that I'd bought because at the same time, then around that time I go, okay, what else, right? What else? So you can take your journey and you can start down a path. And when you get to a roadblock, that path, a decision to make. And that decision should be based on market, availability of finances, what is best for you and your household. Now, I say household because that might be family, it might be a girlfriend, it might be a boyfriend, it might be... You, it might be a wife and five kids. So for, for someone in one of those situations, just like I was, and just almost similarity to where we're at now, because it's a clean slate, right? If you've closed or you've gone out of business, it doesn't really even matter what caused it. Now it's where do we go? And so I looked at market. Could I, for what I wanted to do, could I go continue doing detail, right? Do I now uh, run, go try and build a, a mobile detailing business again, right? I'd already done it before, so hey, why don't I get out there and get a detailing business? Well, I, I did both. I saw that I wanted to not just write, uh, just clean cars as my sole revenue source. 
sustainability through rough times. And if you're able to make it through this, guess what? There's another one coming in seven to 10 years. So it's good that you get to learn your lesson now because I learned it before. Now, I didn't learn it all the way because I still am not in the best spot that I could be, but I'm not in a bad spot, right? Well, I mean, we're all in a bad spot, but you know what I mean. Like, um, the things that I've done with the company over the past two years, getting ready for another recession has put us in a spot to be able to propel out of it. Let's, I chose to go in my company over the past couple of years a different route than everybody else. Look at all the other chemical companies compared to the what we've done at Total Auto Solutions, right? So not only in 2010 did I do stuff different, I, I understood my current landscape. I had a wife and two kids. I didn't have what somebody had in California sitting on a mountain. I didn't have what somebody had in Florida or New York or uh, – Dallas, right? I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have a wife, two small kids, zero income, almost $30,000 in debt. What do I do? <clears throat> I look at the landscape. I'm in Tulsa. I didn't see at that time detailing being Enough of a business that could sustain a wife and two kids long term. So I needed to also build something else at the same time. So that's what I did. I hustled my mobile detailing game back up. I did not go invest, right? So some of you shop owners that have been in the correction coding world because you got taught and it worked under a frothy economy, which we had said, and we put out there nonstop and didn't say anything other than, hey, right now, which we've said this for two years, two years, right now is the best time ever to be a detailer, right? It was different now. In 2020, March, April, May, June, July, August, September is not the best time to be a detailer, right? We're now counter opposite. So for those of you that find yourself in a bad situation in a rough economy, you have to now figure out ways to bring finances into your business or close your door and go get a job. Or... Close your door and go run a business in another industry. Either way. Either way. It's your path. For those of you that want to stay open, and this is not a discussion of essential or non-essential and staying open or non-essential. Right? There's no discussion about that. I just mean, let's just say you're, you want to be in business as a detailer company. Okay? You may have to. And I encourage you massively to find new ways of making money. Could you get a product like Green Clean, O&R, Waterless Washing, 
and go service all the people that you have been coding cars for for the past couple years. Hopefully you have their information still. Hopefully you hopefully you have continued to stay in contact with them, right? Hopefully you have run a business over the past couple years. Hopefully you have not just done skills and been the best at doing a skill and hopefully you have a little structure of customer information, data. Okay, if you do, cool. If you don't, cool. You can still try and figure it out. If you don't have it, it's gonna be really tough, right? What's that saying? I think it's super hilarious. Uh, life is tough, it's even more when you're stupid, right? And something like that, right? So if, and you go, well, I don't know. Well, I know you didn't. I get it. You don't have, like, this isn't a time, this isn't a time to sulk. This isn't a time to, to look at yourself in a negative way and to question what you've done in a emotional sense. It's a time to question what you've done in business sense, black and white, non-emotional. If you didn't do that, why not? What were you doing? Who were you learning from? Who was teaching you? How did you build the way you built? Was it around a uh, select, very small part of our industry that makes people pay into a group? Was it from a, uh, a Facebook community? Hopefully that shares ideas, but some of these groups are run by people that are just trying to get you to do stuff, right? Um, and a lot of that's to try and buy their whatever, right? It is what it is. That's part of marketing, right? So I have, there's no issues with it. I'm just saying it could be from there, right? Right? That was not a not a judgment by any means, right? It was just you could have learned from a, a way that's like that, okay? Um, you could have learned from an actual community where people toss back an ideas back and forth. You could learn that way. There could be different ways, right? But you need to go back and look and analyze, okay, I did my business a year and a half ago this way because of, and answer that question for yourself. I made these decisions that put me to here. Don't even say Corona did this to you. Don't. A recession, a downward turn in the economy. We didn't know when it was going to happen, but it's here. So cool. You're here. You're not sustainable. Because you chose some routes and you listened to people that were telling you that, the best tool to use to help you with 
this certain way of doing this, right? And, oh, and this one's 600 bucks, but you really also need this one that has a 15 mil throw. And, oh, we got this three here and we got, right? Uh, we got all these different products that you can use here. And, oh, you're going to have to come pay $700 to learn how to put on this coating. This guy, here's 2000 and you get this. Did you pay somebody four grand to sit in their class for a week to learn how to polish paint? But I mean, you might have whatever decision you made. It's cool. Like that's the direction you went. Now, those decisions got you to here. Do you go back and go listen to those same people? I saw a post in a group where somebody goes, well, I listened to this guy's talk and he told me to shut my business down. So I'm going to shut my business down. Okay. Hey Amen. That's you. That's you, you know. Mark Cuban, uh, I have a big name that most people know. I, he's a guy that owns a Dallas Mavericks, right? And then a shit ton of stuff. What's that uh, Shark Tank? You know, he's a pretty big guy. You could really go through and list any of them on any major, right? And I, I don't know the answer to this question, but I bet you if you went up and asked Mark Cuban, hey, Mark. Have you ever gone through tough times? He's going to say, fuck yeah, I have. And if you ask another question, you say, hey, Mark, did you listen to one person? And then you just took that person's advice throughout your career? I imagine, yeah, I'm not Mark, but I'm pretty confident in this answer that Mark listens to more than one person. Mark probably analyzes. He looks around. He talks to multiple people that give him good information, and he can discuss stuff with. We call it ping pong. We don't like to throw stuff back and forth. We have mentorship groups on our Instagram page where people say, hey, how do I do Like, okay, well, let's chat. Let's talk. And we throw ideas back and forth so that together we learn. So I want you, if you're desiring to grow out of this, I want you to look back at decisions that you made. And who taught you those decisions, right? Absolutely do not let anyone escape their due judgment for what they taught you. Do not let a multi-level coding company say, well, I mean, it's Corona. No, they taught you a certain way. Tool companies taught you a certain way. Trainers have taught you a certain way. Chemical suppliers have taught you a certain way. Box truck companies that show up tell you things, right? Here's another big one. Ozone machines. Ooh. So 
on our IG page, we're going to release a video from Naked uh, Vegas Rides. Specifically talking about how the EPA considers this a black market industry and the EPA cannot put their name on saying ozone does even anything except hurt people. One out of every four people is highly allergic to ozone. And the ozone machines that we, I, raising my hand, included, were fed a black-white lie from ozone companies and they just give us a brochure and we go, oh, that's awesome. So it brings it in here and it does this and cool. Fuck yeah, man, that's awesome. Zero understanding, zero actually going and testing and proving Zero going on to government agencies or other places to see if it actually worked, right? I would like you to go back through your past couple years, point out the decisions that you made, why you made them, who you listened to, and were those people Detailers that were running a business, were they paid salesmen selling you a product? Were they professional trainers trying to get you to pay for their training? Were they companies that had the best intention to help you and were giving you the best that they thought? I don't know. I mean, some of that could be good stuff, right? I'm not trying to just go negative, right? You might have made some good decisions too, right? You might have heard something from somebody and made a good decision. I want you to list that out. What decisions did you make that got you to this point? And then you need to see, okay, how do I take the next step? I want to stay open. I analyzed decisions I made that got me to this point. The reason why we got to look at that is that's data for our own business analysis. We have to examine inside of our finances where the money's coming has been coming and how did we get there to bring that money in okay because you can do a couple things with that right if you have this list of people that you've been servicing or you know or you're going to be able to go get it you know it's I take 10 hours of sitting down and making a actual hard list now going back through all your emails, all your customers on IG, all your text messages, however it is that you've been communicating, whatever data you have of your customers, they all need to be written down somewhere or in some type of system so that you can see, okay, these people came from here and we learned that or we did that because of this. Is that still a viable way of doing business now? I'm going to just go ahead and say correction and coding right now is not viable for 90% of every detailer out there. Now, there's some shops that are still putting them out there, right? Some shops that are still, but the majority of us, it's not the right model anymore. But you still have that customer. How do you handle that customer? Maybe reaching out. 
maybe soft touching, right? And what do you talk to them about? Okay, that's where it comes into your new journey, right? Let's go back a couple minutes where we were going down a trail, we're going down this journey, and then it stopped, and we have a decision to make. How do you adapt? Which way do you go? What if I said there's no right answer? That that same practice of you looking at customers and looking at how you've done this or decisions you've made, and then it leads you to make five more new decisions or new journeys. Why should you just look at your business and go in one direction anymore? You should now go multiple directions. You should try your best to find as many ways of helping service your customers that you can, right? Maybe you're not just a car detailer anymore. You know, Uber's not just an Uber taking people anymore. Now Uber also does food. They saw that their customers had a need for anything else. What if you go get your uh, mechanics certification or whatever classification and you change people's tires, you uh, service their windshield wipers, you uh, sell floor mats, you um, bring in, I, I have no fucking clue, I'm just throwing some brainstorms out there. But hopefully you get the training exercise, right? Who are your customers? How did you get them? How do you reach back out to them? What new things can you provide for them? And I don't mean sell them. What can you provide? People aren't going to spend their money. They don't want to be sold to right now. And so the next steps for you. I take a lot of pauses because I also am really trying to be careful with what I say. My, my mentality, the way I think and process is very black and white. And it can come across sometimes as rigid or as rough because it's just, it's just the way sometimes my nature is. And I do not personally, eh, I don't want to say don't. Uh, my desire is for people to analyze and look at situations and make decisions for themselves. To me, when I view a better detailing community, a better detailing industry, it's not inclusive funneling under a exact one way of thinking. We should have multiple views and detailers should all listen to different ways. I really hope out of this becomes more blended and that detailers will realize that at SEMA, 
they shouldn't put a coding brand's profile picture on their profile picture or their coding brand's image on their profile picture. You know what I mean. We laughed about it then and we said, don't do it. But I just want to ask you this question. How does that help you now? Does, does putting another company's brand on your social media page, did it help you to where you're at now today? Did it? Does your customer, if you sent your customer, your logo or their logo, which is more important to you? Do you think that your customer should know your logo and your brand? Or some global's brand? Right? When it comes down to being recession proof, getting through recessions, brand is a massive deal. So while a lot of these big brands have been teaching you the exact processes for using their products, the majority of these brands and or trainers have not really been teaching you what to do through or in or to prepare for a recession, to prepare you on how to build a business, not just how to use their tool or their coding or come to their training class, okay? It's hard to say those things in the frothy times. We got laughed at a lot. A lot of people argue with us. Cool. Cool. The only thing I know is how to build a business out of a recession. What? Do you want to talk about? That's the only thing I know right now. Because it's the only thing that's viable. I don't know what speed I should put my tool on anymore. I don't even have a clue how many passes I take. I know one thing for sure. If I get a car in, I want to get that in and out in the most time management possible way so that my business has good margin, has customer retention, and has a lively, fully exposed, fully aware brand recognition from my local city. So moving forward, moving forward through, the next steps, right? We're gonna have to address those as we go. Part of a journey is not knowing the end result. I think that's the crux. I think that's the, the, 
nail in the coffin of training companies. Come pay $4,000 and be in my group and I'm going to train you the best ways to polish paint. Come uh, pay $750 to our training. We're going to show you how to apply a coating. Come and you could just list it, right? Buy this tool because it spins at this speed and we have proven science that if you do it this way, you'll get the best results. All these things during the frothy economy were extremely viable for you to be the best skill-based detailer there is. The journey does not have an end result. So none of them can tell you. What to do next. I cannot tell you. Your next steps and what you must or have to do. Me and DJ talk DJ. Makes his own decisions. He talks to his wife. He looks at his family. He looks at his customer base. He talks to his management of his team. He has team meetings to discuss with his team. You see the difference? If you listen to one person or one company and you drink the Kool-Aid, Mark Cuban, Mark, do you drink one Kool-Aid? Fuck no. Look at where you've come, look at the decisions you've made, and let's start playing ping pong on how you see new avenues or new roads. And not just one. In these DMs, I say, hey, you know, talk to me about your marketing. Oh, well, I do social. Okay, hold on. If your only way of marketing is one platform, you got a lot of work to do. Okay? One of the cool things about when we had Luke Wilson on, Luke Wilson had said, when I'm sitting there in Nashville drinking a really great beer, having a good time talking to this extremely young kid, he said, you know, he's trying to grow a business. He got made fun of a lot. Professional detailers would rip apart his skills. But you have a young kid that just started cleaning cars and took a journey differently than a lot of us. Took a journey that then there's plenty of people that go, oh man, I follow, oh, I wish, like, 
Man, he's so amazing. Like he is. He's an amazing kid. I wish him the best. I sent him a text message the other day, man. Hey, hope you and your wife are doing great. I don't know where he's at. I think he's still cleaning cars, but I'm not sure. But you know what he also has? Avenues. What's his options during this time? Far different than many of us who were only thinking of skills, right? And he specifically had talked about in that in that video that we did in the podcast, you can go back and listen to it. He talks about how he wasn't so much concerned. There was a moment where he analyzed and he said, I'm not concerned on volume. If I do one car a day, I'll struggle through the one car a day because I'll create enough content out of that one car to grow a whole nother part of his business. And that was video content, and that was building a YouTube page, and that was building his following, and that was, it was all this other stuff, right? Maybe, hey, Vinny, maybe that decision you made in Atlanta, where we're talking about the different ways that detailers market so heavily towards other detailers on their business page, and Vinny goes, well, yeah, all I have is detailers that communicate back and forth with me. Well, that's because that's the way you market. So what did Vinny do? He created his own personal brand page where then he can talk to detailers, but then he uses his business page to specifically talk to customers. Right? These are just two examples of people that have thought outside the box who have thought differently, who didn't exactly conform to one person's view that would address the industry and tell us what to do and come in with a cape and save us all. Right now, we don't need a savior. Right now, we need a community. Right now, we need ideas. Right now, we need to play ping pong. We need to look at why we've made these decisions, where we go next. And yes, you should listen to as many people as you can, not one person. And you should look at your situation. And you should make the best call for yourself. And you know what? I'll be the guy. Our podcast will be the team that's here to support. Whatever decision, the direction that you want to go, we're here to support you. We'd still love to play ping pong with you. We have a community page on Pints and Polishing Facebook. Sorry. Yeah, Facebook. Go to that page. It's a community group, specifically towards these type of things with the corona and how we build out of this part, right? At first, it was all the different stuff about the coronavirus so we could get educated on it. We'll still put that stuff out. But I think coming out of it, we also need to do a 
here's the way to rebirth your company. And here's all the different ideas that different detailers from across the country are doing to help their business. And so together we save, together we grow, together we form a community to build it up and make it stronger. Not for brands, but for detailers. Don't make decisions based on somebody else's brand. Make the decision on your brand, on your survival, on how you can be the best in your local area. How are you gonna do it? Well, be active in our community group. Let other people know ideas that you're coming up with. Shoot me a DM. I'm at Total Auto Solutions on Instagram. You can find me at TikTok. Hey, I hadn't even talked about TikTok. That's a very big marketing avenue right now for many detailers. I'm on there. Just detail supply app, right? Go find me on TikTok at detail supply app or hey, just shoot me a message. You want to chat? Say hi. A direct link to me is 918-800-1188. That's the detail supply app community texting service. It's a group that we have. We bounce ideas back and forth. We send out encouragements. We uh, send out practical advice. So, so as you now have a little bit of homework to do to get yourself moving in the right direction, stay in touch. Keep your head up. Stay focused. As Nick from Vegas Ride said, put a smile on your face and get to work. Right? Smile on your face isn't about being happy. It's looking forward to opportunities and getting your business to that point. Your life, everything gets better the more your business grows. Hey, this is Marty, Total Solutions. Do your best. Make it a great day. Ooh.